get a cup of coffee in here, please? not so hot right now good morning folks it's january 11th which is uh i guess a tuesday from what i'm told (laughs) uh great to have you here i guess because i got fucking nothing this morning i really got nothing good morning kevin to answer your question um no i did not get (laughs) a warning about uh telling them to drink piss but i did get my last account was uh, banned permanently for telling a bleach drinker to drink bleach. And so now that they're on the piss thing, I'm reluctant to tell a piss drinker to drink piss. I want to get Inman on the program because I think he's got some experience with this. (laughs) But I'm I'm reluctant to tell a piss drinker to drink piss. Good morning, Andy. Good to see you. I hope you're feeling okay and getting healthy and getting strong, getting ready for your thing um but i'm reluctant to to tell a piss drinker to drink piss on twitter because you know every time i i just start to build up a little bit of a following on twitter i get myself banned and i don't want to have to go through that again it's been 11 times now and originally the rockin 45s uh profile that i originally had and i had that for like six years and built up a really big following i had like seventy nine thousand followers and then got banned from that. And it's been a struggle to get up to a thousand. Just got up to a thousand on the new account. And I, I don't want to risk telling a piss drinker to drink piss, <laughs> getting banned and having to start at zero again and having to explain people uh, and come up with a new name now. Uh, I'm fucking Kate, Kelp Nate, which is supposed to be Nate Kelp. All of a sudden, that's at Kelp Nate. I don't know how that happened. But even Nate Kelp was. <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as names i could come up with um so but the piss thing you know piss piss drinking is not something new people have been drinking piss for health reasons for a thousand years more uh ancient asian uh medicine i think it's chinese medicine uh has a lot of that going on but uh, in relation to COVID now, uh, listen, you could tell me, uh, you can do one of two things. I I got back so that I could go back into the nursing homes and perform there and, and volunteer there and work there and that kind of stuff. But if they would have told me, uh, in order to come back, you're going to have to drink piss, I would not be doing it. That's That's pretty much where I draw the line. Now, I know uh, Inman has, has had his, or I believe I've been told that Inman has had his uh, indoctrination into the piss drinking society at one point or another. 
I'm not sure if he was goaded into it or uh, challenged into it or whatever, but I'd like to get his perspective on this on just how bad <laughs> that might have been. I mean, I gag just thinking about it. Anyway, um, trying hard to get people to come on the program. It's morning. Not a lot of comedians or musicians are morning people. Filmmakers are morning people, but they're making films in the morning. They are. That's the, that's the truth. Uh, so still working on that. Next week, so far, the lineup uh people who have agreed to come on the show uh, during uh, the marathon that we have planned for next, starting next Thursday, Brendan Walsh has agreed to come on. Henry Phillips has agreed to come on. Christine Levine has agreed to come on. Um, who else has agreed to come on? Tommy Chong says he he will try his best. He's uh, got to figure out a time that works for him. And we have to work out because he can't use StreamYard. <laughs> Technical thing. So I got to uh, come up with a system that can incorporate Zoom into this. I think we have that solved. Um, Kevin Mazur, who's a uh, world-class photographer uh, for Rolling Stone and um, um, all, the House uh, Rock, and, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, has been the personal photographer for Mick Jagger and uh, Paul McCartney and Bono and, and just about every rock star you've ever heard of. He's a, also a filmmaker, uh, uh, so he'll be with me. Uh, who else do we have? I, I'm running. A, I'm drawing a blank right now, but we have five or six more people lined up for that show. But we still need more. So, um, listen, I could use all the help I can get. Get on Twitter. <laughs> Tell people get, get on the Mind Dog Show the thirtieth, uh, the twentieth, and twenty-first. Uh, pick a time slot because there'll be forty hours to kill. And I certainly can't keep talking by myself for 40 hours now. I know Carl will be helping out for uh, some of the time um, hosting a stretch. And Jamie will uh, also take a stretch. But for the mo most of that is going to fall on me. And the overnight shit is going to be brutal. Why am I doing this? Well, I, I just think it would be fun to get into Guinness Book World Records for something positive. All my friends are in there for, for negative things. <laughs> Uh, I I sent a, a email to Paul, Paul Probenda. Have not heard back from him yet. Uh, sent an email to Doug Stanhope. Have not heard back from him. Don't expect to hear back from him. I don't think he opens my emails anymore. <laughs> I think he's fucking sick of me. Uh, uh, and I was gonna actually, I couldn't find a contact for Charlie. I was gonna uh, send an email to Charlie and say, run this by Stanhope and see if he can come on. And you know what? Uh, and I would appreciate if. Uh, the fact that he probably is sick of uh, talking to me, he's talked to me a number of times, so uh could hook him up with Carl while Carl's hosting or uh, Jamie's hosting. I think that would be pretty cool, especially since he's going over to Cardiff, where they both live, to perform. Could talk about that and talk about his movie or whatever the hell he wants. So, um, some kid ran a marathon in his bedroom yesterday and got a few million views. This should go, go fine. <laughs> really, he ran a marathon in his bedroom. Uh, what, on a treadmill? Um, that's interesting. I didn't even hear about that one. Uh, some kid ran a, a marathon in his bedroom yesterday and got a few minutes. Well, kids do that, man. I'm not a kid. This is my uh, one of my shortcomings is that I'm an old man. Nobody wants to watch an old man. <laughs> 
and I'm fucking shot. <laughs> Besides all that, anyway. Um, so you know the lineup is is uh, working out pretty cool. Now the, the issue I'm going to have, I want to get this guitar signed. I figured out I'm going to use this Ibanez, Steve by Ibanez. Uh, I don't know if you, can, you can't see it; it's hanging up in the back there. Um, getting it signed. Um, I have uh, Liberty DeVito, who's going to be on uh, Wednesday night. We'll probably make another um, drummer from Billy Joel's band. We'll, we'll make another visit on the 20th or 21st, and uh, he'll sign it. And I can get some local rock stars. There are definitely some local rock stars I can get here. Um, national rock stars, but live locally, I should put it that way, uh, who, could, who would sign the guitar uh, that I'm, I'm planning on auctioning off. Um, but getting some of some of the other people who are around the country, getting it to them to get it to sign, to put it back into shipping to get to the next person to sign, that's a logistical nightmare. And I can't I'm having trouble kind of figuring out anybody have any suggestions on that, please do pass them along. Now, uh had some publicists reach out to me to try to put guests on get book guests on the show. And uh, to be honest with you, uh I've asked Brett three or four times. Brett, uh, for whatever reason, uh, it's a little shy. Uh, but he did his own thing, so he's not that shy. I guess he's okay with drawing if I just let him draw. <laughs> um, but I don't think he wants to be like have a conversation. I would love to have Brett on. I've, uh, and Chad is now giving me the cold shoulder after he agreed to come on the, the program. Uh, Chad Shank is now kind of giving me the cold shoulder when I said pick a date. Haven't heard back from him. I'm not going to push that, but uh, where was I? Oh, getting the, the guitar signed by people all, all over the country is going to be a, a difficult, a difficult challenge. But uh, and so anybody, you know, do you see anybody on Twitter? Just mention them. They, you know, you might want to go on 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 the Mind Dog Show on the 20th. Uh, Help me break the world record. Listen, Brendan's podcast is the world record podcast. And he <laughs> and here I am trying to break a world record and be a world record podcast holder. And he agreed to come on. So come on. It should be easy. Um, a publicist reached out to me to get some guests on the program. And I think it's more of the, the um, stuff that I'm trying to avoid, really, is the life coaches and all those uh, people who have the key. The key to happiness is right here. All you got to do is take it. Uh, I think I've run the, the course with interviewing every possible uh, avenue of those people. And uh, But this publicist said to me, do you have any, uh, do you smoke cigars? And I don't smoke cigars. I did once, and uh, <laughs> I, I have smoked cigars, uh uh, occasionally but my experience with smoking cigars is like i do it like everything if i do it i do it too much to excess and then burn myself out on it uh so i said no i know he opened a, a, a cuban cigar import business and i thought that was illegal but i guess maybe it's not anymore i, I think maybe the laws changed in the last couple of years Anyway, he asked if I wanted some free Cuban cigars, and I said, I said, I don't smoke them, but he said, do you have any friends who were interested in them? He's sending out free samples of this stuff. He's going to try and sell you on them, obviously. But, he, you know, Cuban cigars, 
quality stuff, right? So J.P. Leonard, who from Lafayette Canada, uh, Comedy in Louisiana, was on the program the other night. I know he's a big cigar enthusiast. And I hooked him up. I said, J.P., do you want these samples? He said, hell yes. And I had them sent to him. Now, he's really excited about that. Chris Monty. So the guy called me back and he said, uh, after I had him send them to J.P., he said, you got more friends who like cigars? I said, I know a few. He said, well, hook them up. I'll send them some uh, send them some free cigars, uh, you know, samples. It's Cuban cigars, it's expensive stuff, you know. So Chris is, uh, I sent him Chris Monty's. Well, anybody out there, I'm putting this out there to my audience now. Uh, if you're friends of mine, you know me, you have my contact number, or you should have my contact number, and you're a cigar smoker and want to, uh, now there's going to be a sales pitch following this. You know that. You know that. You're going to get maybe five, ten, uh, a different assortment of samples of Cuban cigars. But at the end of it, there's probably going to be a sales pitch that comes with it. But, you know, if you're a hit and run type of guy or you you might want to buy them at some point, probably going to be expensive, I think. Uh, but if you want to try them out, let me know. I'll hook you up with this guy. He's uh, sending out sending out free cigars, good cigars. Why not? I would take them if I was a cigar cigar smoker. I'm not anymore. To, uh, thank you, Kevin, for that. Uh, now, Kevin, I uh, I saw. I think I saw that you, you were saying you had a COVID outbreak break at work. Now, I will tell you, I uh, I am a distributor for Joe Rogan's Piss. Uh, if, uh, you need a case, I can get it for you at a discount. Um, now it might be a little salty, um, might be a little bit full of hallucinogens, <laughs> but I, I have a, a, direct line, uh, to that. So I can get you a case of Joe Rogan's piss anytime, uh, you're interested to, to, you know, I'm hoping that it would get all your, your staff uncovidized uh now ils instructors what is that what what are you what are you actually teaching you're teaching like uh is it off-road you know know, tractor trailer driving what do you what do you teach uh i've seen you say instructors lots of time and i know it has something to do with driving but is it like big rigs what is it is it just rv lot uh, uh, rent 1750 AMB 1250. Uh, instrument load landing systems. Whoa, uh, wow, nav and landing systems for commercial aircraft. That's a pretty cool thing. Good morning, Christina. Uh, good morning, afternoon. I guess it's very late afternoon wherever you are. Uh, in Denmark, wait. What would it be there? Be like six hours different, so it's not late afternoon. Three o'clock, maybe three fifteen over there. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is. I uh, see you with um, all. The, how many uh, lizards, snakes, and I don't like spiders and snakes, and that ain't what it takes to love me. Uh, how many of those do you have? Because uh, seems like you have it in a fifteen. Oh no, that's the time. Fifteen, fifteen. You could go by military time over there, hey? Eh? I'm talking Canada to somebody in Denmark. Um, Billy Corgan, uh, thirty-five. Holy moly! Where do you keep them all? <laughs> uh, well, I knew a guy 
who was uh, and his name is Snake. I talked about Snake before. Snake is the guy with the with the exploding dildo roof. Ralphie's trying to get him on the program, but I don't want to talk to him because he's a fucking nut. But he had lots and lots of reptiles. He had alligators and crocodiles, uh, pretty close to each other in the same same uh, pen. I guess it was kind of scary shit. Uh, but anyway, where was I now? Um, cigars, anybody wants cigars? I talked about that. Not much to talk about this morning. I'm really out of, you know, people, three days after Bob Saget's uh, passing, and people are still just finding out about it. That's pretty sh- amazing to me. Like, how some people are just, maybe it's because Twitter, the immediacy of people being on Twitter, you get that information really quick, but it just shocking to me that some people just found out about it this morning like really where what fucking rock do you live under <laughs> um because uh, i i think um found out about it what was it now it seemed like a long time ago but it was just sunday sunday afternoon so it wasn't that long ago but it seemed like a long time ago we did a homeschooling network spoof on the man show one of the products was piss soda. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> piss soda carbonated you don't need to carbonate it. well the piss drinking thing as i mentioned it that's been around for a long time but i wouldn't do it i i definitely wouldn't do it now uh andy's in the in the chat room right now am i wrong in in my belief that it, uh james inman had uh drank your piss andy uh, I made six hundred dollars saying, mm, "Tastes like piss." Mmm, <laughs> tastes like piss. Well, speaking of James James Inman, now, if you might be aware that I had put out a thing looking for a lefty and a righty to debate politics on the program, and the lefty <laughs> is James Inman. I can't get a righty to uh, debate. At all, they're just not interested. And somebody said, "Well, you don't have enough uh, viewers to really entice somebody to to uh, a debate on your program." No, I, I I admit that you know YouTube uh, per episode now probably doing about a thousand per episode, and uh, you know all the video, other channels. We're not we're not doing a lot on there, but on the audio side, I, we did twenty one million downloads and streams in in 2021 so that's a big enough audience i would think now i'm not saying uh and obviously i don't want to mislead people thinking that every episode had that many if that's a combined total for all the episodes i did in 2021 which was probably about 250 but that's you know that's a fair reaching a fair number of people for people and it's not all americans also it's it's a worldwide audience so uh a lot of that doesn't don't care about american politics but it's enough that somebody who who wants to debate should be able uh to reach some audience that might be interested in what they have to say so here's the thing now this madison cawthorn idiot i don't want to call him an idiot this gentleman madison is saying that rachel maddow he's shooting for that uh no i wouldn't say you know msnbc 
probably all, half the country don't even know who Rachel Maddow is. They probably uh, uh, Rachel Maddow probably doesn't get a whole lot more numbers than I do, to be honest with you. But so he's saying that she's afraid to debate him. I'm thinking of calling his office. I think I should do that. Call his office and tell him, you know, I got an easy lip for you to practice on. Because I, you know, if I were taking sides and wanted the, the left to win, which I don't. But if I did, I definitely wouldn't be putting Inman in as the uh, as the debater. Uh, not that I think James is, is not intelligent or, or, or uh, informed on some things. It's that he can't stay on topic. Uh, yeah, you saw that, you know, when I had him on a, about a week ago, ask him a question about Ghislaine Maxwell, and all of a sudden we're, we're talking about 9-11 or uh, moon landing and, and stuff. <laughs> so it, that would be an interesting one. But I think I should call this Madison. Uh, uh, Carlos who? Carlos Valentio? Uh, I'm, I'm reading the... Um, trying to read the, the comments and, and trying. But I'm going to um, call this Madison Cawthorn's office, I think. Let's let's try that. I'm going to see if I can do that. Well, uh, Madison Cawthorn, his number, uh, because his number is public, I don't give a shit about saying it live here. So it's 1202 Probably not going to answer anyway, and certainly not going to want to talk to me. Never heard of me. Doesn't know who the fuck I am. Not going to want to talk to me. Call, man. Yes, no? Thank you for calling the Washington, D.C. office of Congressman Cawthorn, proudly representing North Carolina's 11th Congressional District. If you are not a constituent of North Carolina's 11th Congressional District, please press 1. If you are a constituent of North Carolina's... Hello, operator. May I help you? Hi. Uh, my name is Matt Napo from uh, the Mind Dog TV uh, podcast. Uh, I wanted to t uh, reach out to uh, Congressman Cawthorn's office. I saw yesterday a story about him... Uh, wanting to debate Rachel Maddow. Uh, are you familiar with that story? Uh, no, sir, but let me connect you to the office. We're killing some time here. You're going to direct me to the office? The Washington, D.C. office of Congressman Cawthorn. I got this thing already. North Carolina's 11th Congressional District. If you are not a constituent of North Carolina's 11th Congressional uh, District, what do I have to do? Put on a, a North Carolina. Congressional District, and wish to leave a comment for the congressman, uh, please press two. If you're calling regarding casework, please press three. To repeat this.
Thank you for calling the Office of Congressman Madison Cawthorn, proudly representing North Carolina's 11th Congressional District. Our office will be away for the Christmas holiday from December 20th to January Should you wish to leave a comment or concern for the congressman, please feel free to leave a voicemail, and our staff will be glad to respond as soon as we reopen. Thank you for your message, and have a Merry Christmas. Record your message after the tone. When you've finished, you can hang up or press 1 for more options. Howdy, my name is Matt Timberwood. I'm from Shelby, North Carolina. I believe Matt Gardorn is my representative. Uh, I just like to say I do a podcast, uh, one of these kind of internet radio shows. You know what I'm talking about. And anyway, I understood that uh, Madison Carthorne would like to debate a liberal and um, Rachel Maddow, the cow that she is, the Daniel cow that she is, she afraid of him. But I got me a a a, 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 a Sure thing, liberal that he could own. He could own this liberal bread because he's a dummy. He's a real dummy. And so if he could call me back, my 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 phone number here is uh hold on, I don't even have my own damn number member. I just hold on one second. It's uh uh it's six three one four eight eight oh three four six. Now you can call me back and uh, I will put him on the air with a really dumb liberal that he could own, okay? Okay, thank you. Bye for now. I'm not going to get a call back, obviously. It's already been deleted. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I went from uh, a great accent. It was a terrible accent. It's the best I could do. <laughs> um, you know, accents are not my thing. I should have got Carl or Jamie to do it. <laughs> they probably do a better southern accent than I do. Anyway, uh, so Inman is the liberal. So, and maybe if I put that out there, I would probably get more right wing takers, knowing that you know, because if I if I was um, wanted to debate a, a liberal that I could beat, <laughs> James Inman would be. Uh, it, it would be a good warm up fight, definitely. Uh, easy, you know, easy in and easy out. Because again, and I'm not beating on James here. It's just. Um, no matter how informed he, he might be or not be, certainly can't stay on topic. And I could just see the conspiracy stuff flying up. And I think, even though he calls himself a liberal, he's definitely on board with the right wing when it uh, comes to um, things like the FBI and deep state um, conspiracy theories. So, it, I, you know... But again, I, I've been struggling to, it's been two weeks now, trying to get a uh, a right-wing guy to come on and just debate, a, a basic overall wide net debate about the political situation in America right now. I think it would be entertaining, uh, and I would just stay out of it, just ask the question. I think I would have a more civilized debate than you ever see on television because you wouldn't get any name calling. What I would do is allow two minutes to answer and mute the other person while while the one person is answering, the other side gets muted. And that would be my role. Stay out of it. Just ask the question. Uh, don't put any commentary on it. Might be informative. Might be entertaining. You never know, but I'm looking to try something different, but can't get anybody 
who considers themselves a right winger to do it. Again, maybe if I just put out who the opponent was, maybe I'd have uh, better luck there. The one response I got was I didn't have enough viewers. It's not about viewers. It's about listeners. Podcasting is not... I mean, we do. The, I do the live stream here and with video and all that, but really, this is an audio platform. It just so happens that this is the easiest way for me to create podcasts rather than you know, sit in a room and record stuff. And um, and it's easier for me to talk when there's a visual side to it too. So, but other, than, you know, it's a, a audio medium, so that's what it's all about. Anyway, I'm drinking coffee this morning, and it's color coffee. I'm drinking coffee every morning, and I drink coffee at night. And it's Koa coffee. I got my uh, my batch. Um, I think Saturday night, which is why we waited to start promoting it. Koa coffee is our new sponsor, and it's grown on the side of a volcano in Hawaii, where I wish I was right about now. <laughs> uh, as winter starts to set in here in New York. Uh, um, it, it's looking at, we're going to have a very brutally cold winter here. Uh, no, it's a good batch. I got a good batch. I just, um, I was, <laughs> I, I was just, uh, reacting to some of the stuff that's in the chat room. I don't, I'm not sure. Concorp, I'm, I'm nursing a bag of Kona coffee from a student brought me during my last class before Christmas. Kona coffee. I wonder, because I think Koa Coffee has a Kona blend or Kona brand in there. Uh, what I'm drinking is, uh, what's it called? It's called Premium Reserve, 100% Kua Private Reserve Coffee Whole Bean. Now, you got to chop the shit up, which I'm not fond of. I've never done that before. I've never, I've been a guy who, you know, buys coffee or Basically, you scoop it out of the can and put it in, uh, um, in in the coffee maker. And not a bean cruncher. This is a first my first um, endeavor into crunching my own bean, grinding my own beans. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so I guess we're not going to get Madison Cost on to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking classic. Cost on against Inman. Uh, I would I would just love just the promotion of that. Whether uh, the show ended up being worth the damn, just promoting it would be fun. Anyway, uh, so still looking for um, for some people to come on for the 20th. Uh, I guess I'm going to kind of open it up to some fans and people who want to be on the show too. I mean... Um, it's definitely to the Patreon people, but um, other people too. I might just send them a link if you want to join in the conversation. Uh, Liberty DeVito, as I mentioned from Billy Joel Band, will be with me Wednesday night of this week. And then Carl Mann uh, will be coming on Thursday afternoon to talk about the Last Rights uh, podcast. Also, I'm calling it The Man Show. Uh, it's known as The Man Show. Carl Mann, M-A-N-N, The Man Show. Not to be confused with uh, the piss soda drinking man show from the 90s, 2000s. <laughs> uh, 
I'd accuse him of not really being handicapped. Man, wouldn't that would oh that would that's such a bad thing. <laughs> Faking a handicap. <laughs> uh you know, there are people that do that. I don't I've never seen in wheelchair, but I you know, people do that on, on cars all the time, fake handicaps because you see them use a, a handicap parking spot and get out and walk away just fine and you know, I've seen people actually uh get out and be able to carry, you know, lots of uh whatever merchandise or, or bags or whatever from the handicap spot walking just fine, carrying shit with them. Never seen anybody fake it in a wheelchair that would be pretty fucking low uh what am i missing here in the chat room anything oh any interesting conversation going on over there nah uh kona is hawaiian so is this hawaiian it's kona hawaiian Uh, you know what i'll play the commercial really quick it'll only take a minute Uh, i was gonna wait till the hour i'll wait till the hour to play the commercial um What is uh, Chad saying? Grinding your own makes it fresher. Does it? I, I mean, it's good coffee. Don't get me wrong. It's really good coffee. But um, I guess I I can't. I have nothing to. I don't have this pre-ground to compare it against. I have it again, and it's better than my regular coffee. I have to say, we, we usually. What the hell do we get? Not my wife buys this stuff on, online. You ban. Uh, which is what we used to drink until I got this stuff. And so I would say this, this stuff definitely is a little stronger, a little, it gets got a better kick to it. I'm enjoying it. But I can't say that grinding it is any fresher than if they ground it, me grinding it, whether they ground it. I don't know that, but I'll take your word for it. Um, to, to do a scientific test on that, you'd actually have to have pre-ground and then grind it yourself and, and make both cups and do a little blind taste test there. Grinding releases oils, uh, and which you want inside a bean until you're ready to brew. Again, I'll take your word for it. Um, I know. <laughs> what I know, the world I know is marijuana. And so uh, I have two kinds. I have bud, medical marijuana that comes in bud, and I have pre-ground, <laughs> which is powder. I don't know if you can see this, but can you see that? That's like all powder. It's like a really fine powder, like ground into powder. And I will tell you that this stuff is just as good as that stuff. The only difference is you can't roll joints with the really fine powder. You have to smoke it in a pipe. And I had up until COVID, until medical marijuana, uh, <laughs> never had smoked, been a pipe person in my since college i think i but i did still have the pipe i had from college which is unusual <laughs> this i bought in 1976 <laughs> and for some reason i still had it uh 2 years ago when i started going going to the medical marijuana store and getting the really ground up stuff i'm grateful i did have it cuz it would have been like trying to uh smoke out of an apple or something like that that we used to do or a piss soda can. Uh, so, but that stuff, I so the ground grinding of, and you get the same stuff, you know, pre-ground or or ground. I thought I'm just kind of comparing the only world I know to the coffee <laughs> uh, situation. But so this is the first time for me. I'll get used to it. 
Um, it is a hack, though, when you haven't pre-ground it, grind it up, uh, and you're just getting out of bed and you're a fucking zombie like I am. When I first wake up, I'm like, I could barely walk. I mean, without bumping into walls and stuff, I am a fucking walking zombie when I wake up. So not to have that and to have to grind it before you make a, a pot of coffee. It's a lot of work and a lot of um, difficult work for a guy like me. Uh, Craig said, my dad stole my stuff in 1979 with a hammer and put it back in my dad's place. I like your dad. That's what my father would have done too. But um, I have to say, what... <laughs> When right when my father had a stroke, I was 23 and on tour. I was playing uh, bass with Donna Summer, Donna Summer band, and got a uh, call that my father had had a stroke, and went back. Uh, I hadn't seen my father in years. I left home at 14. I, I think I told that story, and hadn't seen my father until I was uh, 22, 23, something around that, when uh, he had a stroke, and I went back. And my girlfriend at the time, who ended up being my wife uh decided that we should stay there get off the tour forget about the tour stay here and take care of your dad until he passes she made that decision i didn't anyway we were we were uh taking care of him for a while and i decided well he's got this big old yard <laughs> and i planted a, a whole a whole slew i mean a, a fucking half acre of fucking pot plants <laughs> and uh father's out there smoking a cigarette on half a lung all he's got is half a lung left because he had lung cancer and had a lung and a half cut out he's, got, he's operating on half a lung and going back to smoking and watering my plants every day thinking they're tomatoes and bragging about them as they come <laughs> and i remember he got his one of his neighbors to come over uh, to look at him and say, you know, what kind of tomatoes are these? Uh, what, are, what, are, what am I going to express? When are they going <laughs> to? When are they going to bear fruit? And the guy took a fucking shit fit. Tomatoes, they're fucking growing marijuana. <laughs> Was not a happy scene. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know what that. I don't even know what that means, Chad. French press. It's, is that a brand? Well, uh, the excess particulates and over extraction. Man, you seem to be a coffee uh, connoisseur aficionado. You might be a good customer for Koa Coffee, my friend. Uh, anyway. Uh, hey, Chad. Uh, Craig, I'm sorry. Craig, were you? Uh, are you born and bred in Albuquerque? You've been in Albuquerque your whole life? It's something I've been meaning to ask you. I never, I never asked you before, but I'm just curious. Uh, somebody coming through on. Oh, uh, Chris Monty's going to be joining the program too, so he'll be on uh, the 20th or 21st. So we'll we'll have Chris on the show too. So uh, getting there, we're getting more and more people uh, committing to being on the show. I will reach. Oh, Sam Talent has I reached out to to have not heard back from him. I haven't heard back from. Sam, since he was supposed to be on for two weeks straight, tomorrow, 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 two weeks straight, last summer, uh, right around the time his um, special came out. I don't know if he's dodging me, too. 
I do have a feeling that some people, good morning, call, good afternoon, call, whatever it is over there. Good afternoon. I want the best coffee when I'm in New York City. Uh, then bring, uh, go to Texas. <laughs> uh, cowboy coffee. I don't know. New York City is not exactly known for coffee, is it? Uh, oh, Chicago burbs. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't have a Chicago accent anymore. That's funny. Some people lose their accent. Some people don't. Um ABQ since 76. That's about the time I went to New Mexico, 76, 77. Um, where was I? Oh, coffee in New York City. I don't think coffee, uh, New York City is really known for its coffee. <laughs> I mean, we have you know, coffee, coffee, coffee. Hawaii is where you want your coffee from, right here, right here. We want to go to Hawaii. Well, definitely uh, would love to be in Hawaii right now. Uh, Ke- uh, Kevin says, grew up in Michigan and don't even say pop anymore. It's Now it's soda. That's interesting. In Oklahoma, you call it soda? Because uh, I thought everywhere east of, like, um, I mean, west of Virginia, you know, west of the of the East Coast, really, uh, called it pop. But obviously, uh, in Oregon, in it, and uh, the writers for the Man Show called it soda. They had piss soda. <laughs> um, I really go need to go take a uh, COVID cure. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it right now. Oh, and by the way, uh, I think. Um, wait, what do we got here? Uh, yeah, people say Coke when they mean soda. Uh, people say Coke when they mean lots of things. Yeah, that's Okie's pop. You're Okie from Muskogee. French press and a Marlboro gets the day started in a hurry. Wow, Marlboro man, Marlboro man. Uh, what's going on? Do do the balloons go up in winter, Craig? Because it's been pretty friggin' cold. I'm just wondering, are people still hot air ballooning in this weather? And I'm not even sure what your weather is, but I would imagine... Mornings are pretty fucking cold out there. French press. What is the fuck is French press? Is French press a brand of coffee? Is it how? It sounds like you're grinding it with a, a press instead of like a grinder. Clue me in, man. You know I'm a I'm a uh, clueless guy with all this kind of stuff. Whether it's uh, pop culture fads or um, it's a method and a tool. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, you have to assume that I don't know anything. A brewing method. Oh, a brewing method. And exactly, uh, uh, if you want to come on and, and clue me in about it, I would be. I should know about this stuff. I'm doing coffee with the dog. <laughs> I should know about coffee. I don't. I know about the coffee I've drank for uh, 40 years. It's a method. Uh, and um, is it French? <laughs> We <laughs> oui, we, oui. uh, that's that's all I. That's the extent of my French. We, oui. that's the extent of French. Parlez-vous français? So les mots qui vont très bien ensemble. That comes from the Beatles, Michelle. Uh, other than that, I don't know anything about French. Uh, French girls, we 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 we. Ah, you got COVID? Drink the we 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 we. I'm being a little silly, obviously. <laughs> um, got nothing to talk about here today because nobody died. 
And the only story that is worth even, uh, oh, wait, the Pope is saying something. Uh, Pope denounces cancel culture, anti-vaxxers, and, and, and anti-vaxxers. Cancel culture and anti-vaxxers in one felt swoop. The Pope. Does anybody give a shit what the Pope says? Raise your head if you care what the Pope says. Funny that uh, most Christians don't even look. Balloons are up? Wow. In this, what, what kind of what temperatures you got out there? I could look that up, right, pretty quick. I tell you, we're, we're looking at 10 degrees here. Uh, probably 10 degrees this morning, early this morning. It's probably a little warmer than that now. What do we got here? I'm, yeah, oh, we're up to 18. 18 degrees here. Still a little too chilly to be up in a balloon. I'm wondering what you got out there. Anyway, uh, where, where was I now? Uh, leaves you tannins and flavors. Don't get a percolator or a Korg. No, my wife has a Korg. I got her a Korg to take to work with her. I would never drink that shit. One cup at a time and coming in a little plastic thing. First of all, I think the plastic, the plastic in that, you know, those Korg things has to alter the flavor a little bit, right? Doesn't it? 35 in Oklahoma City. I take 35. That's like summer compared to 18. You got almost double my temperature, man. That's nice. Nice weather you're having out there. Put grounds and boiling water in a glass beak. Um, Put grounds and boiling water in a glass beaker-looking thing. After pouring water, you put... It sounds like a science experiment. After pouring water into put top on, after five minutes, push the little rod down. Yeah, it's a nuclear reactor. And push the grounds to the bottom of the glass beaker. That's a lot of work. um, I could see that midday, like... After I've been up, done a couple of podcasts... Or um, in the middle of my work, need a new pot, fresh pot of coffee, do, going through all that. But at 7 o'clock in the morning, rolling out of bed like a zombie, uh, that's a, that's way too much work for me. Basically, I just need to get some caffeine in my system really quick or I'm going to die. <laughs> like a fucking junkie. I got to have my fix quick. And don't you dare fucking talk to me until I do. Uh, chance of Hawaiian coffee came from Brazil in the early 1800s. The Dutch brought it to Brazil from Yemen in the It seems to me Chad went to college and majored in coffee. Uh, he seems to know an awful lot about coffee, more than the average bear or even the average podcast host or below average podcast host. Uh, why does he have such knowledge about coffee? One would ask. I mean, I have the only knowledge I've ever had about coffee is the co- knowledge I possess today that Koa coffee okay, uh, is just the best coffee in the world. Let me play the sponsorship piece while I'm talking about it. I, I know I said I'd wait an hour. Oh, he's gone. Obviously, he's gone deep, deep, deep down the coffee rabbit hole. Uh, well, I appreciate that. You know what? Uh, I appreciate anybody who uh, takes an interest in something and really uh, gets involved in it and, and does a deep dive in it. I definitely appreciate that. No matter what the interest is, if you if you get into it so that you have some expertise into it, 
that's an impressive thing. Jamaican coffee is is as legit as Hawaiian too. Blue Mountain is my favorite Jamaican brand. But we don't want to promote Blue Mountain here. We're here to promote Koa Coffee. Koa Coffee, you know, uh, the Hawaiian coffee that's grown on the side of a volcano. Is Blue Mountain grown on the side of a, a, a volcano, Kevin? Is it? No. Well, maybe. I, I can't say no. <laughs> but I know this one is. Stick with me. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blends, no compromise, try the true taste of aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality, and their awards prove it. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. Anyway, best coffee in America. Um, best coffee in America. Forbes said that. They're one of the top 10 best coffees in the world. I guess America is, <laughs> is uh, not the best at that. We're not number one when it comes to coffee. I wonder who is. Uh, maybe Brazil? Uh, I don't know. I bet you Chad knows. <laughs> uh, where the... F- forget the comments now. Uh, um, so best coffee in the world, folks, cold coffee. I hope you will, will patronize them. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about them. It's very good coffee. Very good coffee. Better than the, the crap. And I don't want to call you man crap. It, uh, it served me well for all these years, but now from this moment on, or at least until, uh, they decide not to sponsor me anymore. Cold coffee is my brand. I love Koa Coffee. It's the best coffee in America. I hope you will enjoy it, too. Uh, Simulation theory. Something to talk about. Douglas Hoffman is a professor at Irvine uh, um, University. California State at Irvine. Cal State at Irvine. Uh, He's a professor who, again, proof. He claims to prove that we are living in a simulation. I've been trying to get simulation, serious simulation theory people on for a long time, people with scientific backgrounds. And I think I've kind of detailed the, the one crackpot I got from a, a Facebook simulation theory book uh, group that was uh, just off the wall with simulation theory. And I was, that's not what I want to get. I want to get somebody who can actually talk about it seriously from a, a scientific uh, perspective. So I put out an offer to 
Douglas Hoffman, Professor Hoffman, to come on the program and talk about. Now, he claims, and it's really, it's really hard to follow how, for especially for a layperson, how he draws this conclusion as, as proof. Talking about going back to evolution, and that reality is only the reality we perceive because we've been evolved to uh, need the re the reality we agree upon for survival, which seems very odd to me. Because why would we need to survive? And I, I can't wait. I hope he comes on the program to ask about this. Why would we need to survive? Why do we have a strong desire to survive if we're simulated? And the part about consciousness becomes, you know, I am very aware of myself. Are you aware of me? Uh, because in a simulation, you, you're not sharing the same thoughts that I have. Are my thoughts part of a simulation? And all the things that go inside of me that I'm aware of, is that simulated by somebody else? And what benefit would they get out of that? Uh, getting text messages from now. No. Text messages are not the way. Join the, um, join the chat room on YouTube. Do not text message me. If you want to call in, that's fine. Uh, I'll put the, my regular number up there. It's probably easier. You can call the Google Voice number. 631-488-0346. Um, if you want to join the program. Uh, no text messages. I can't, it's hard enough to keep up with the the chat room. Please, no text messages while, while we're doing the broadcast. <laughs> it's hard enough, again, keeping up with the chat room. But this whole stuff about... Oh, Kevin's going to give him a shot. Cole, you going to give Cole a shot? Uh, I think they said coffee connoisseur, but aficionado should be in there too. Uh, simulation theory. What do you think about it? Is uh, Does it make any sense to you that, you know, it's, it's just so weird that people have been running around, and I've said this before, people have been pushing the idea of atheism for so long decide that there's a God, but that God is a computer programmer who's simulating all of us and every every experience we have. But it's somehow tied to evolution. So it, it becomes really, especially when you talk about our experience of reality is something we've been evolved to agree upon in order for survival. Again, the, the question of why would we even need to survive if we're just a simulation on a computer screen for some um, intelligent being that's out there that's all just enjoying this like maybe smoking a bowl on his own, <laughs> having fun talking to his... Uh, does he have friends, this, this simulation god? It's just so weird. I mean, you thought... The biblical God was weird. The stories from the Bible, and they certainly are uh, weird, fantastical, magical thinking type of stuff. But you wrap your head around this whole idea, because there are lots of big brains pushing this theory now. And Douglas Hoffman, uh, according to the YouTube video I watched last night, uh, claimed to be able to prove it but the, the the proof is like way up here over my head when you're talking about how because again it 
even if you you buy into this whole idea that evolution and the need for survival uh, is somehow tied to this whole simulation theory, how would you come up with the same basis for reality that I have? In other words, I see a blue cup here. I know it's filled with coffee. It's got a little lid on it. That's the reality I'm seeing. Why would you still see that same reality? Or do you? Do you see this as something else? Isn't it kind of like roundish? Do you see that? Do you agree on round? Do we 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 come to these agreements on what the shape of things are and the colors of things are? I see this as blue. Do you see this as blue? Here you go. You see that as blue? And if so, why do you see it as blue and I see it as blue? Uh, if we're both simulated and both can come up with our own need to somehow adapt a idea concept of blue in order for us to survive. Does that make sense to anybody? If it does, shared hallucinations, we all agree, is reality. Uh, what do you mean, Kevin? Um, if you can expand upon that, if you want to call, I would be helpful, more helpful than texting. But, um, again, I, you know, I, I understand been on hallucinogenic trips where, uh, we kind of shared the same trip or at least thought we did is and uh, talking about it afterwards. But, um, in your private moments, the thoughts that you have, can a simulated, an intelligent being who's simulating the whole thing know what you're thinking at all times? And the consciousness, the, the part that is you, am I not real? Are you not real? Do you feel like you're simulated? That's the part that gets me. Like, I know I, I feel like I'm really here. I definitely feel pain. So are you telling me that when I feel pain that's not real, that somebody programming the simulation that I am to feel pain that I don't really feel that pain it's not real that's where it gets you know and they start talking about this stuff like and I think sometimes again big brains behind this stuff but I think sometimes they assume that because you're not a physicist or uh philosopher this stuff is so far over your head that you'll just accept it without asking these questions why are they so mad at me and giving me pain <laughs> no i don't think it's mad i i just it's almost like a game and uh, i don't know what how the hell to to rationalize all the you know you look at the evil in the world if i'm in if i am in need them to stop making the simulation of me hurt all the time yeah uh, and all the stuff i mean so the suffering and evil that we see in the world that's all a simulation i can't wait to have this guy or any real scientists on the program because often when they put out this stuff it's one-on-one -on -one, like the interview stuff i do but they never have to deal with that chat room over there <laughs> and people just questioning them and coming out uh bringing questions of all that kind of stuff uh and again i do think they assume that since 
you don't have a, a PhD in physics uh, that you're not going to be able to follow along when they start throwing out all these abstract concepts from physics, Newtonian physics, Einsteinian physics, and all that stuff, quantum physics. And so when you get lost, you'll just assume that you're just too stupid and he must be right and, uh, and, get, and get sucked into it. What do they have to gain by pushing simulation theory? And in what way is it any less magical thinking than the Bible stories? And, and you know, I think, frankly, in some cases, it's easier to believe in a mystical old man in the sky with a big white beard who loves me but hates me or is mad at me and, and wants me to worship him. And if I don't worship him, uh, he's even though he's perfect in every way, uh, he's got this insecurity that I, I don't worship him. Uh, he's going to be very hurt and want to send me to a fiery pit. It's easier to believe in that than, than some guy in the clouds with a laptop making me up like a sim and still i have these private thoughts that i i'm i'm pretty sure that you don't know what's going on inside my head 24 7 but the simulator does and every single one of you as well he knows all of your private thoughts and he knows about calls uh little um fetishes and things that call has for uh, lying in coffins and podcasting and things. We can only perceive a tiny part of the light and auditorium spectrum, so the reality we deal with is nowhere near objective reality. Now you hurt my brain there, Carl. You hurt my brain. Thank you very much for that. We can only perceive a tiny part of the light and auditorium spectrum. I agree that I agree with that. That's so far we're on the same page. So the reality we deal with is nowhere near objective reality. Does that mean it's simulated? I, I agree. Reality is our perception and uh, our ability to perceive some things like, and I don't know how they know this, but like white-tailed deer are pretty much blind. I mean, their eyes are basically foreseeing shapes and things like that. I don't, I don't how how that gets determined in a scientific lab. I've never even looked into that, and I'm being honest with you. Uh, but... Um, so they, their senses are more geared towards smell. They can smell things from a mile away. And how they know this, I don't know. Or hear things from... And I know they can hear things much greater than I do because I've had white-tailed deer in the yard and with windows closed and just made a sound, like a quiet sound to see if it would startle them. And man, you could whisper inside your house and a white-tailed deer... Uh, 300 feet away from the window will notice it and pick up quickly and look and then try to, you know, what's, what is it? And then you'll do this and they can't see it at all. <laughs> They're like blind, but you whisper and they can pick it up through walls, through windows and all that stuff. So when you talk about perceiving, it doesn't make things any less real. It's just a matter of how developed your senses are, I think, to some of this stuff. But yeah, we can only see, what, seven colors, RGB, RGBiv, RGBiv. And that doesn't mean that's, that's all the colors there are in the light spectrum. That's all we can see. But that doesn't change the reality that we all agree on those seven colors. So how would we, if it's something out of evolution... It's confusing, and I know I, I'm not the best person to kind of 
lay out the theory, which is why I want to get one of these scientists on the show to talk about it. They only seem to want to, it's, it's almost like politics. They only want to be in an echo chamber of people who agree with them and don't really want to face any disagreement or any challenges to how is this different than church? How is this different? And and you've been fighting against religion your whole life as a scientist, um, you know, putting down faith and all that stuff, and then you come up with this stuff. It's like, what the fuck? You, uh, you need you need something that bad that you're gonna make up. And who who was the first guy to come come up with this theory? I don't think it. I think it's something new. I never heard about it in the. And if you're from my generation, there are a few of you are, never heard about it pre-internet, pre-computer age, where, the age where everybody started getting computers. It was only after uh, the development of the internet. So before that, well, we all stim- simulated then and just didn't know it. We were just too much in a fog and a haze. And so how much of it is simulated? The Earth? The solar system? galaxy the universe all simulated but we can all have the same experience meaning if i look up with a telescope i can see a certain star you look up on the other side of the planet wherever you are not uh i shouldn't say that because in the southern hemisphere they they, their view of certain things is different than ours in the northern hemisphere but uh, in the Western and Eastern hemisphere, certainly we could look up and say that star is there and here are the coordinates of it. And I can look at it. If that's simulated, how come yours is the same as mine? Don't you feel like you're not me? You're not me. <laughs> we are not the same person. We, but we share the same reality. And how is that a factor of evolution and survival? Cause there's so many little nuances and and elements to this whole idea of what reality is uh what is what do certain materials feel like what is certain smells all of it the entire experience the human experience that we have everything that we take in most of us can agree on what white looks like what red looks like what an apple looks like what an orange looks like what what wood feels like what steel feels like all those kind of d- different things. We we agree on them, and we use the common words to describe it. So if it's simulated, how, how are we all in line? Now, there are obviously we've seen in the... <laughs> it gets really fucking mind-boggling for me. Maybe it's just because I'm a small brain. Maybe. But it, we have seen in the last couple of years where we are beginning to have different realities, different realities and it's uh, along political lines, but not so much agreeing of what really is what, you know, calling a a spade a spade sometimes like uh, flat earth. I'll bring that one out again because we don't all agree that the earth is a sphere. That's not part of all of our realities. There are people walking around whose reality is that we live on a flat earth. And no matter how you try to explain to them what your reality says that's impossible, how your reality says that's impossible, 
their reality says, no, you, the sphere is impossible. And we can't agree on that. So is their simulation telling them, are, are they living in a simulation that the world truly is flat? And we're living in a sim simulation that the world is truly a sphere? Yep. I agree, Craig. You got it right. Some ladies don't see the world right because they got naked with me. That is definitely true. Definitely true. Uh, I have pictures to, to back that up. And by the way, uh, understanding why uh, Jamie Dykes has not done the uh, shower thing, got a cease and desist uh, about his bathtub appearance because it turns out that Jamie, uh, and most people don't know this about Jamie Dykes, he's a um, part-time porn star, and his naked image is the right of Vivid Entertainment, LLC. And uh, they were afraid that in this bathtub scene, a little snippet of uh, penis might have shown. That's true. That's very true. You did not know that about Jamie Dykes. And the cat is out of the bag now. He's a part-time porn star. What do we got here? Uh, Kevin say, we're in a pizza dish and uh, on a shelf in someone's lab and we're experimenting with someone else. I think that's carrying it uh, even, <laughs> I, even beyond what Professor Hoffman would want to say. You can't see or hear RF energy, but we have tools to pick it up and display it. And we have, yeah, well, are those tools part of the simulation? It's just really wacky. And again, I've been trying to get somebody who could talk about this from a scientific perspective because there are a lot of people gravitating to this now. And this morning, I even went down the bigger hole where the uh, the hollow earth people are contacting me, actually, uh, about getting on the show, hollow earth people. Um, and that's a whole other thing than the flat earth stuff. And there was a guy who actually claimed to have uh, been to hollow earth. Anyway. Uh but are, are we all part of this simulation? Now, I've been trying to get, as I mentioned, trying to get people on for almost three years now, trying to get them on to talk about from a scientific perspective. But we have Facebook groups that are full of enthusiasts for this idea. Everybody needs something. It's like any cult, I guess. Uh, people just get attached to it and then want to believe so bad that they'll hold on to it and try to convince other people of it and all that stuff. But I had the only guy who I've ever had come on was so fucking kooky and out there and nuts that he became a stalker and a, a kind of a dangerous guy. And I had to actually have a order of protection against him or at least put, put I, not an order of protection. I put in a police report and said, if, uh, if I end up dead, <laughs> this guy did it. And I gave the police his name. Um, so they are that radical, that crazy, and that conspiratorial. 
but the science, you would think somebody teaching, a uh, professor teaching it at a uh, well-known university would not be dangerous in that way. Anyway, uh, so um, tomorrow, today at the one o'clock uh, hour here in, in in the Eastern Time Zone of the United States, I have Erica Mather, who was going to be talking about body image, uh, basically from a female perspective, and how women um, need to have a better positive body image and accept who they are, rather than trying to fit into the perfect mold of that society wants them to fit in. Uh, but I'm not convinced that this is a female problem. I think men don't talk about it as much. Men don't talk about their feeling of inadequacy or uh, feeling that they have to live up to a certain body type, six-pack abs, eight-pack eight abs, 12-pack abs, whatever, however many packs you have in your abs. Uh, and all that kind of stuff, and, and what it really, you know, dad bods, all that kind of stuff. It, a lot of, uh, I think we assume that men don't give a shit about how the world perceives them, body type and, and looks and all that stuff. Not true. There are a lot of very vain men who spend a lot of time on their appearance. You know, if that were true, Planet Fitness probably wouldn't be in business, right? Because we have people there just obsessing on their body uh, shape and all that stuff. And men. So I'm not sure the whole idea of body image and and that kind of stuff is, is a uniquely uh, female issue. But almost everybody I've had on the program about that uh, seems to take that perspective that this is a woman's female issue. And I don't think it is. You know, you have perspective on that. You guys just ran away to go to the gym, didn't you? You all just left to go pump iron. I know you did. Anyway. Uh, what else is there? There's not much else here for me to ramble on today. Uh, anybody want to call in? The number's on the screen. It's 461-488-0346. Please, no more text messages. That's two now. Uh, why are you sending me text messages? That we have a chat room if you want to talk about any of the stuff that I'm talking about here. Uh, Mind Dog TV, you have a new follower on Twitch. Yay! <laughs> I don't do anything on Twitch. You think um, the numbers on? Wait, 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 wait. Chad Hansen is pulling in with some words of wisdom here. Humans only. <coughs> Humans only discovered an uh, anim animacules 350 or so years ago but we're certain we're smarter than I know. I never discovered animacules at all. I, I'm going to actually have to Google that. Hold on. Oh, bacteria. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. I was like, what the hell is animacules? I never heard of that before. Uh, looks like Chad uh, what, that grinding the coffee it must have some smart pills in it or something. <laughs> Especially, he's two hours earlier than me. Uh, he bring he brings the smarts early in the morning. I don't know how you do that. I could barely uh, say my name this early in the morning, and it's only it's actually after ten here, a.m. And I'm still uh, still in the fog of morning. Chad with the big brain. Um, let me see here. What we got? Uh, I'm getting lots of scammers. Um, it appears uh, that I have uh, 
once again been made rich overnight, which is nice to know. Uh, Belham Bohadri, this is to inform you that your consignment value at $25 million has been cleared by the United States government in conjunction with the UN and IMF, and it's ready for delivery to your designated address. This decision was, uh, was taken to cushion the effect of the pandemic to the people involved and inject funds into the system. $25 million, that's a hell of a <laughs> stimulus check. Thank you, uh, uh, Bell Ram. The box was delivered to you, uh, last, to, to you last year in March before COVID-19 overwhelmed the world and lockdown and restrictions. The agent in charge of the delivery abandoned it in one of the Californian airports in the United States where he was making other deliveries. He abandoned my box for $24.5 million. This is fucking the most unique scam I've ever uh, really read here. Now, the mandate to deliver the same box has been given to Pro Courier Delivery Service, a delivery company in California, USA, and therefore advised to reconfirm the following. Your name, your contact address, your telephone number, the nearest airport to you. As soon as we confirm the information requested. Well, wait a minute. Listen, Bellram, you're telling me you put $25 million in a box. Must have been a very big box. And you sent it without an address? And it ended up in California. Well, why would it even end up in California if you didn't have an address on it? I think you're lying. You think he's lying? I don't know. I'd like to call him. Maybe I should call Madison Cawthorn again and ask him if, if Bill Ram is lying. Uh, uh, good coffee lets me see an ultraviolet, too. Can you see Auras, Chad? Can you see auras? Because I got a uh, question. What color is my aura? I think it's black. I think I have a black aura, which is just like full of evil and void of any uh, any redeeming qualities whatsoever. Um, you can see an ultraviolet. That's pretty cool. Anyway. Anyway, anybody's got anything they want to contribute to this program? What the fuck should I talk about now? I have 30... 45 minutes to kill here. I don't have to stay on till 10, uh, till 11 o'clock my time, but that was, that's the plan. And I try to stick to it, even though I don't have any guests coming on. I did get a bunch of comedians last night who said, uh, out of nowhere too, it seems to happen in clusters. People want to be on the program, uh, but not in the morning. They're not, they're not morning people. Not some people that you necessarily know about. Now, there are people on my calendar that are for the show that I don't really know who they are, but they seem to be, and I don't want to name them right just yet because obviously they're entertainers, comedians, that I don't know where they, how they got on my calendar or who sent them here. <laughs> Usually it comes from one or two um publicists who send me people uh but i have people on my calendar that they say the comedians are listed as a comedian colored coded as a comedian for me and i don't know anything about them don't know the name i obviously i look them up as the date gets closer to when they're going to be on the program uh but i don't have any any clue where they came from it's interesting 
maybe my memory is really getting shot. Um, and I, I'm trying to get away from no auras. They're a higher. They are a higher energy state. Uh, are you believing auras, Chad? Seriously, do you believe in that stuff? This this energy field, the human energy field, HEF, they call it auras. Some people, other other people know it by I've had a lot of those people on the program and the cult that i worked for in the 90s that was their whole shtick chakras and or human energy field and auras whatever name you call it by uh but they would claim this to be uh what is kevin saying about nano we see like 380 to 750 ish nanometer spectrum and that's it occasionally we can uh, we can Hear it as well. Heat it as well. I'd probably hear it as well, right? Anyway, I only see auras uh, the hour preceding migraines. <laughs> you know what? That I laugh, but that that is uh, that is uh, part of the thing too uh, in the cult migraines did open up your pineal gland gland to be more receptive and this is what they said believe me i'm not saying this is true open up your third eye so that you're uh more perceptive to these things like auras and stuff sure not all of it but some our nervous systems work on electricity some of that is visible i hate migraine auras um electricity I'm not sure that's what they meant by human energy field. Um, hard to know. It's hard for me to know because I've never experienced that. Now, there's a lot of, um, and I rejected a lot of a lot of the exercises they say that you can do to enhance your perception of energy fields. A lot of it has to do with blurring your eyes. Well, if you need to blur your eyes, I'm halfway there because uh, I can't see shit without my glasses these days. And it, the progression of uh, sight loss is rapidly escalating. Uh, I first noticed difficulty reading around 2000, difficulty reading small text uh, around 2000. And I think at that time I got my first pair of reading glasses, like it was 0.75 magnification. And now I'm up to almost, uh, I think I'm at 3.5, 3.5 magnification and ready, ready to up it to four very soon. <laughs> um, soon enough, I will be completely blind, I think. Big for me was figuring out my trigger stress immediately causes. Migraines, what, what causes them? Um, I never had a migraine, don't have, never experienced it. I had a girlfriend who had who went through it and it would be debilitating. She would be out for days with migraines uh, and nothing seemed to help. Seemed to be a very, uh, did you see those new eye drops that fix your need for reading glasses for six hours every time? Yeah, I said something uh, like that. And there's all sorts of products coming out every day that it just seemed to be too good to be true. That stuff that one application gets rid of all, uh, your old people face and get your young people face. You just rub it on. It gets rid of your bags and, and deep wells under your eyes when you're 
old like me and you have all this shit going on. This new bomb, you rub on your face and those go away. Like, you know, wh- why would you make a product like that that you only need once? Nobody's going to buy it again. You just buy one, two. If you had normal old people readers, oh, I can't keep up here. If normal old people readers, the drops supposedly work great. Uh, supposedly. Who took them? I don't know. It's like 80 to $100 for a 30-day supply. My glasses are like $100 a year. Wow. See, I don't, I don't have prescription glasses. These are, I think I paid $30 for these because they were John Lennon frames. <laughs> but the the glasses themselves are just those cheap magnification glasses you buy at CVS or something uh, or off the rack in a in grocery store, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Speaking of that, there's still, uh, man, did I take some abuse over saying my, my store... Uh, uh, Carlos Valencia, I have uh, offered to come on the program. Thank you for reaching out to him, Craig. He said he would uh, come on to do a nighttime program. Um, he's not, again, he's one of those guys who says he's not a morning person. I should reach out to him and firm up a date. I know Billy Wayne Davis is in D.C. this weekend, which is 250 miles away from here. And we do have a large, my my listenership uh, East Coast, wide as far as the downloads, lot a big demographic here on the East Coast. It would make sense for Billy to come on now, and he's supposed to come on this week. Now he said he's busy. I did issue him an empty threat uh, <laughs> that if he didn't, uh, if he did not make it on this week, he'd leave me no alternative but for me to wait another week. Uh, and so I, I put that threat out there. That I, if he didn't do what he would said he would do, that he just forced me to wait a little longer. Apparently, that threat has not registered with him. But I think it would be a good thing if he wanted to come on now. <laughs> I know he's not listening now, uh, but to, to uh, promote his gig in D.C. this weekend, I think he's got two, two, two different places: Friday and Saturday night. I believe that's the case. Uh, check out uh, Billy Wayne's. Uh, website don't ask me what that is off the offhand it's billy wayne davis comedy.com anyway uh he's got two shows coming up in dc this weekend perfect time to come on and promote it uh yeah uh well hopefully we'll get uh carlos on the, the podathon sometime in that 40-hour block this is what i'm putting out to people there for you pick the time in the 40-hour block now here's the challenge though it's going to be a little bit iffy when we get to the eight-hour mark we have to change streams because Streamyard. if i want to go to all the platforms Streamyard will only allow me to go eight hours per stream so, like, five minutes before the eight-hour mark, I'm going to have to start a new stream and kind of switch over. And then anybody watching is going to have to go over to a new stream. But So the link for people to join is going to change every eight hours. It's the only way we can do it to get to 40 hours. There's no service, no streaming service that will allow you to do a 40-hour stream continuous. I think if I just plug directly into YouTube, I could do 40 hours without a problem there. But... <laughs> That would be a 40-hour file uh, 
40-hour video file. That would be massive storage. I don't know. Obviously, YouTube has all the storage. They have, people are uploading hours and hours every minute. So I don't think it's a storage problem for them. It's just a massive file, I would think. But if I only do YouTube, then I'm not going to be on all the other platforms where you are, where we get a lot of views, believe it or not, uh, on some of the different ones. Twitch is not one of them. Uh, the ones that I, the lesser ones seem to get more, I can tell you right now, this Picardo thing right now, in YouTube, well, let me see here. In YouTube, we have eight people on two Facebook uh, groups. We have uh, one, three, and uh, there's another one. Oh, no. One is Mindog TV. One is Matt Napple. We have two and three there. And then Twitch, we have one right now. Um, we're not going to Twitter because we still have some issues there. But Picardo, according to this, what I'm looking at right now, has 43 people watching right now. None of them in the in any. I get. I don't think they have the ability to chat. Come on over to YouTube, Picardo people. Find me. Go to Matt Napo, uh, or you can just go to YouTube.com/slash/minddog. Uh, get to the channel, and then you can join the chat room. And I have. It, I'm wondering if they even speak English over there. And if you're not, what the hell are you watching me for? Because uh, are there subtitles in the language that you do speak? I don't know what what Picardo is all about. Utreon. Uh, no numbers on there. It's, it's, it's just a dash. I don't know mean if that means nobody is watching us there, but we're definitely broadcasting there. And these other ones, I don't even know what those, the names of them are. Um, so anyway, we're on a lot of platforms. So uh, I want to maximize that. And the only way to do that is to have this eight hour limit. I don't even know for a fact that YouTube will, would allow me to do 40 hours straight. Uh, but we'll, so there were going to be some logistical challenges. I'm looking at a balloon right now over Craig's place at 23 degrees in the morning, and this balloon is. Up. I noticed they're not going too high unless that's just starting out. But kind of kind of think it's fucking cold as hell up in the balloons right now. Also, uh, I just want to put out if anybody has because. I did put out an invitation to Doug Stanhope to join uh, the the marathon at some point. I don't think he's reading my emails, first of all. Well, I sent it to his email that I have from a while back. But if anybody has, like, the podcast uh, email address or Chaley's address so I can say, hey, Chaley, could you run this by Stanhope? Uh, that would be cool. I have a uh, visitor right now. Uh, Somebody went. It looks like Tim Pool. Is that Tim Pool? It looks like Tim Pool. Uh, let's see who it is. It looks like Tim Pool. Oh, yes, it is Tim Pool. Good morning. It is. I am Tim Pool. I have to Google who the fuck Tim Pool is. Who is Tim Pool? He uh, was a guy who was a. He's a political commentator. I think Vice was. Uh, the, remember? Here Vice? we go. Uh, yeah, uh, he later joined Vice Media. And joined, uh, okay. Oh, I recognize his face. Yeah, yeah but he always has yeah. that hat on. Right, oh, okay. But he's bald. And the reason he has his hat on is so that people don't know he's bald. Yeah. Can you tell I'm bald? You look like you've got a fucking jerry curl under that hat. Uh, I'm Tim Pool, and you're not. Wow, I can't even hear. Well, wow, that's, Tim Pool. that sucks. Yeah, it's just a bit of a beanie because my hair is a fucking disgrace. Oh. Um, 
I got a so I did get a, a letter from your porn production company to cease and desist because of the bath. Uh, thing. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the head of your penis showed in that. Oh, thing. the head. Yeah. Oh, okay. Head. I I took the appropriate steps as instructed by yourself to ensure there was no um, fleshy parts showing. You, but you know, you should have put a beanie on your dick. See? Yeah, I did, but it covered okay. my whole torso because um, I have a very small schlong. Right. Well, they might have thought it was Tim Tim Pool's penis. Yeah, o- overly circumcised penis. I have. So, uh, with the with the um, marathon next week, um, you're going to take some time uh, to do yes. to do some hosting. Now we got to yeah. work out hours that work because I was thinking, and I don't know how this works for you, but uh, for me, uh, if I start at nine o'clock in the morning, I could probably go to two two in the afternoon here or three. That's what time? That's you. Two o'clock is seven o'clock for you. Two yes, o'clock. two, three, four, five. Yeah, so we have your five. We have five hours ahead, so yeah, that'd be seven o'clock. So that's fine. That's that's no problem at all. Yeah. And um, how, how late do you think you can go? Midnight or oh, uh, whatever. I'll, I'll I just mean, go between you and Carl. <laughs> yeah, we'd be fine. Me and Carla, we I think we've got a podcast this Thursday, uh, quarter past eight hour time PM. So I think we'll probably no doubt have a discussion about the the, the hypotheticals and the potentials that can happen on the podcast next week. Hmm. So um yeah we we're pretty good either way we we got nothing but time baby yeah uh well put it out there to anybody that you might know who want to fill, fill help you fill time because you yeah you know it's a long time yeah uh, it is my the overnight daughter... stuff is going to be tough for me because I am yeah. not going to get any here at midnight here it's uh over there it's like fucking middle of the night and so I don't think from midnight here until the next morning I'm going to get any anybody even. <laughs> To come yeah, on, yeah. I'm gonna be having to talk for eight hours, or I'm just gonna play music. I'm just gonna grab a guitar and fucking sing for eight hours. Just so what's <laughs> so what's the actual rules? Have you got to be present for the full? I did. Did someone ask this? I think Carl might have asked this question. Um, have you got to be present on the podcast for the full mm. forty hours? No, the podcast has the podcast. According to Guinness Book, all, all the podcast has to go. We can use uh, you know. It doesn't say uh, one person has to host the entire. Ah, time. okay. The longest continuous yeah. live stream podcast. Okay, that makes fucking sense. I mean, it'd be pretty impossible for one person to do forty hours straight. But um, I don't think impossible. If I not for a younger hope. person, for me, I mean, when I was when I was twenty, I could do it. I think I haven't stayed up twenty four hours straight. Yeah, probably twenty years, uh, and yeah. two days straight is even. And I don't have that many brain cells left to contribute. By the way, I mean, I know it does kill some ba- uh, brain cells, though. It's the cheech, it's the cheech, cheech and chong juice that's doing it for your brain cells. You know what, Tommy Chong, when he comes on on the twenty seventh, yeah, I don't, I don't probably shouldn't say this yet. He might be bringing a, a guest. No, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Up in smoke. I think, I think uh, somebody's a little upset that I, I, <laughs> I started promoting it as the Dog and Chong show. Yeah, uh, and probably <laughs> nice. That'd be incredible, though. The dog and that was a good title. That was a really good title. I was I was going to message you this privately, but alas, seems we're on the pod now. Um, my daughter, she's a little bit socially shy, but um, I mentioned um, you being a musician and being a, a massive advocate for comedy. I said she she might she's considering possibly doing like a fifty minute talk with maybe with you just about uh, possibly Nirvana and Bo Burnham. Oh, cool. Huge thing. So she's a big Nirvana fanatic. She's obsessed with Bo Burnham. And I said, look, the dog will know fucking how to 
how do kids uh, today uh, relate to Nirvana? Because that you know they, they ended in 1990, 30 years ago. It's like yeah. <laughs> See, I, I I was never a big Nirvana fan. Um, I liked them. I never a big fan. But since my daughter's been getting into um, vinyls and shit, she's she owns every Nirvana. Um, oh, cool record. So she's a Nirvana fanatic. She can talk quite a bit of time um, about about all that shit and, and Bo Burnham would be a topic of choice as well. So uh yeah, yeah he, maybe we can get you two to have a little chin wagon just to have a bit of a riff on that. That would be cool. Absolutely. Are you a Foo Fighters fan at all? Yeah, I'm more of a uh, Foo Fighters fan than uh than Nirvana, yeah, definitely. I'm wondering if fate being what it is, uh if Foo Fighters would have even happened had Kurt Cobain had not died. Uh, yeah, it's in fact, I'm pretty sure something my daughter touched upon the other day. Uh, it's, it's unlikely they would have, you know, done anything that scale if Kirk had been, uh, yeah. didn't call her a day. But, um, yeah, Foo Fighters are a fucking great band, though. Fucking amazing. Maybe that's the origin thing for, you know, younger generation now of Nirvana fans is going back to the roots of bands and then figuring out where they came from and then going back and in in the same sort of sense where people learned about the old school black blues musicians through Elvis, through the Rolling Stones, through the Beatles. It's um origin stories, I think, you know, they they are yeah. like important, especially when music's concerned anyway. Yeah, and Grawl is a really, really interesting guy because yeah uh he made his mark with his unique drumming style that so many people wanted to copy him as a drummer and then became a lead guitarist, lead singer that influences many people on that, on both singing and, and guitar playing. It's just like, yeah. it, that's a really uncommon thing that somebody, I mean, people play multiple instruments, but to be influential in the way that he is to so many people is very uncommon. It's really uncommon. And, you know, to, Parking his uh, music skills aside, um, he, he's a great. Um, he's, he's good at making documentaries as well. He's he's a he's got he's a good storyteller as well. Yeah, you know, where, what was that show he done before when he was going? What the fuck was it? Called? It was like a four part piece. It was going through like um, certain um, parts of the states, going to like different studios. What the fuck was it called? It was really really good. Yeah, um, I know. I I know what you're talking about. I don't know the yeah. name of it. Uh, that was on Netflix, I think, for a while. I think it was. Yeah, it was, um, that was that was pretty interesting. But yeah, Grohl's a he is an interesting guy. And what I like with the Foo Fighters as well, they they asked about his the music videos. They said, "Well, your music is so you know serious and it strikes a lot of people um, in in a, in a positive way." But they said your music videos are like very you know tongue in cheek. It's very fun. And he said, "Well, that's the point. You know, the music is." The it is the passion, the love, the music videos. He said, "I just let him. I just we just have fun with them." You have to do music yeah, videos if for, because people are more inclined to watch a video than they are to listen to an audio file. So you have yeah. to do them, but they suck in coming up with ideas to do them. Nobody wants to be like literal and do the kind of uh, this is I'm going to dance along to the lyrics or be a lip synker and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It just feels phony. It's not. It does not... feel. I, some of the early stuff was a bit, not too serious, but they were a little bit more serious in their earlier sort of videos, or they tried to be a bit more stern in their approach to them. But going to videos like um, from the song "Walk," they sort of they done the video parody of the, the film "Falling Down" with Michael Douglas. Yeah, you know, and it was just a fucking great music video to go with a really, really 
great fucking song, but it was very comical. Yeah. Uh, Coldplay, fan of them? Uh, all Things Considered, no. I like a few songs. Um, yeah. I'm not a fan. I like a couple of their songs. I think I like their first two uh, albums. I'm, I, don't, I don't even really know. I mean, I know a couple of their songs vaguely, but uh, yeah. I couldn't sing one right now if I had to. But uh, they announced this week that they're going to stop recording in 2025 and yeah. that's an interesting way to put it because they're not going to stop being a band they're hoping to tour until their 70s like the rolling stones but they're going to stop making records and this guy justin hawkins are you familiar with him because i'm not yeah from the darkness yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, he has a youtube channel and he was commenting on that saying it's a brilliant move yeah. and i just want to get your take on this because he says 10 albums is all fans will ever care about. And he used the Rolling Stones. He said, Rolling Stones have been making records constantly for that whole time, but nobody knows anything be uh, uh, after, say, like 1982. Nobody gives a shit about any records they made since then. He said, yeah, 10 yeah. albums is kind of your limit to where your fans will really care about you, and those are the songs they want to hear in concert. So anything you make after that, nobody really gives a shit, was, was his point. Do you agree with yeah. that? Um, so I do, yeah. I think I, I remember the first... Rolling Stones concert I watched on DVD. I think it was like Bridges to Babylon. I think that album came out like the early 90s, I think. It was a couple of good tracks on there, but nothing too fucking serious. But the the, the whole thing of that is the tour. You know, they, 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 they release an album, then they go on fucking tour. They play like three songs from the new album because, as you said, no one really gives a fuck. Yeah. So there's like an excuse to get on the road. But going back to the Coldplay thing, it's... Like you said, yeah, they, they, they're not going to stop being a band. They're going to continue to tour and do their thing. But just because they're going to stop releasing records as a band doesn't mean they're going to not produce solo music, if you know what I mean. Right. So I think they're going to use the Coldplay brand to sort of push their own solo projects further. At least that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, and they said they were going to collaborate. They might collaborate on certain things. Yeah. yeah. So that's okay. what, But Justin Hawkins' point was that it was a brilliant move from a strategic, uh, he, he said they have good, um, their manager is right on top of uh, what really works. And it makes, he said, in his point of view, it makes them more of an attractive sellout in a concert uh, situation if they stop making records. And, I, and he, he yeah. was saying it was a brilliant marketing move. Now, I'm not sure I agree, but it's something I, to consider yeah, and think about. Yeah, I think I get the point. I think it sort of leaves... Um a bit of a, a thirst for more or a hunger for, uh, for more uh, specifically with the, with, with the, the, the killer fans, you know, um, it, if you're not a fan of them, you don't going to give a shit if they release one album or 10 albums in the next couple of years. But obviously if you're the super fan, you're going to like, I, I know, I know people, I, I got friends who, who think they are one of the possibly the greatest and they use the word rock band quite heavily. They're the best rock band on the planet. He's one of the best singers of all time. No, we fucking not. No. They, I mean, they, I, again, I, I like a couple of their songs, but to fucking say that they are, you know, one of the best bands in the world is 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 a is a and They've never been a rock band. Nah, it's... Have they ever done anything that you would consider rock? Nah, not really. I, they, no, they're pop. They they are they they're very they're very light lightweight sort of pop rock band if you like yeah, you know, they, yeah. but and then, now i believe their last and i again i don't listen to them but uh from what i've read in rolling stone i think their last album was almost all synthesizers no guitars on it at all so 
Yeah, you can't you can't be a rock band without having some raunchy guitars in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, the same goes with um with you too. You know, they were a great band when they started out, and a lot of their shit is just fucking. It's just a lot of like noise in the background. You know, it's all done on like a fucking computer as opposed to actually jamming it out in the studio. That's the impression I get from their music now, anyway. At least, yeah. Well, forty years in, it's really hard to stay young and energetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless. I, you are the Rolling Stones, in which case they just they might produce a couple of albums, but um, they, they for the Rolling Stones, I think they know it's it's all about the, the their classics, and they just love the road, they love touring, and they just jump in the studio just to pass the fucking time because they got not much else to do. They'd just be bored. They've been doing it for all their lives. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. I don't producing their own shit like Keith Richards. You know, doing phases with the Stones, were on tour, not on tour. You know, he was fucking jamming with all sorts of other bands just to fill the void, you know? Yeah. he He's a, an enigma to me because uh, I like the Rolling Stones and I like Keith's persona. Uh, but as a guitar player, I, I, it, it, it kind of baffles me what, what he does. I don't think he even knows his own songs half the time. Like, he's just yeah. making up parts, <laughs> new parts every time he plays them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, he calls it, they, they call it like, you know, oh, different kind of tuning, man, and all that shit. But nah, yeah, I, I, I love it. My, the Rolling Stones are one of my favorite bands because yeah. they are the fucking Rolling Stones. Keith Richards is like, you know, one of my fucking heroes. I love him. Right. But yeah, I, I know a lot of people with the same point that you have, you know, which is, uh, the, is he one of the world's greatest? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't play guitar, so I'm like, from a musician's perspective, I... I yeah, that, that's oh, interesting because last time I last time I saw you with uh, maybe not the last time, but you were on Carl's podcast and there was a guitar hanging behind your head on the wall. There, who plays that? Gilly? Oh, um, uh, I got a I got a bass guitar which I've I I, I flick and lick very rarely. Uh, but my, there wasn't an acoustic hanging on the wall somewhere. Yeah, the acoustics on that wall. My boy, my boy plays that. It is my guitar, but I don't play it. But my boy has it. Now. <laughs> okay. But he's got um he's got a new guitar for Christmas. He had a new Ibanez because he's he's got an electric drum kit. He's got an Ibanez guitar. Um, so yeah, it's, it's essentially his guitar now, anyway. So yeah. Um, now the Coldplay thing. Now they said at moving forward they plan on doing all green concerts. How the fuck is that going to work? Well, that's what Justin Hawkins was talking about. He, he was uh, he was exaggerating. He's like, how the fuck is that going to work? They're going to have, like, hamsters turning wheels to power electricity yeah. for the lights and amplifiers? <laughs> yeah, a giant fucking windmill in the back just fucking producing energy or some shit. It's just, that's, that's going to be impossible. How are they going to get around? How are they going to get to and from venues? It, it, no, I get it. Maybe solar power. Can you make battery packs out of solar energy and all that kind of stuff but even so yeah, i mean the the back. amount of energy it takes to run a, a typical rock concert yeah fucking massive incredible yeah yeah but then if uh, they want to do full green shows that means I, i'm assuming they're gonna sort of like check the venue to make sure the the venue's running on green energy also i yeah and do they have that kind of pull i mean i could see I can't even name like who's a big enough act that right now that would be could be able to demand that and and say we we have to do it or we're not doing the show. Maybe Foo Fighters. That's the only only band I can think of that might have that kind of yeah power and draw on it. But um, well, I think the Foo Fighters don't give a fuck if it's green, yeah. whatever. They just fucking do the gig and keep their mouth shut. They're not they're not preachy like Coldplay are quite a a preachy 
band, you know, like like uh, going back to the U2 thing. That's what U2 have massively become. It's just Bono doing monologues, right? Yeah, for fucking fifteen minutes at a time, just talking absolute bollocks. Bruce Springsteen too does that now too. I think that you know people Lost. don't really want to fucking. They're not paying to hear your fucking political views. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not going to go see any of them right now, but. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, on the green thing, that always I took some heat uh, back in the day. I think it was like 2007 now, 2008, something like this, on um, one of the musician board groups that before Facebook, MySpace, about they had a concert for climate change and all the stuff. But all of them were showing up in limos and private jets and all that stuff. And the concert yeah. itself was using massive amounts of energy. It's like... Is this actually a positive thing that you're doing here? Or is it all just so you can placate yourself or an excuse to promote yourself as being a, you know, virtue signaling type of person? Like, yeah, this we're doing good for humanity, but you're not. But you're fucking not. Yeah. The best thing they're doing for humanity now is, um, you know, stop releasing albums in a couple of years. <laughs> Give us a chance to heal. Carl, Carl just replied. He said that yeah, they're an indie band, not a not a pop band. Which I used, yeah, that's what Coldplay are an indie. But band. they're not. They're not. Well, indie means independent label. They they're in charge of it, but they're signed with the major label. There's a corporation, yeah. corporate label behind them. So I don't think you can be indie if you're uh, if there's a corporation behind you. That's not your. You don't own the corporation. I think. Maybe I'm, I think with what you're saying, that's the, I think that's the definition of of indie. But I think indie sort of become a sound, if yeah. you know what I mean. So I think it started. You know, indie was an independent sort of. It's uh, a group. wide net, though, right? Because yeah, like Wilco, a sound <laughs> in its own right, I suppose. A band like Wilco doesn't sound anything like Coldplay, and they both would probably fall under that indie label, right? Yeah. Yeah. So who the fuck knows? Yeah, genres always fuck fuck with my head. Anyway, uh, I don't I don't get the whole genre thing. Genre, um, gender, all the G's. Yeah, yeah. What what's going on with you with uh, lipstick on a pig? What what are you doing? Um, we I'm trying to get him wait for a kitty because I wanted it to be my first um my first one. So um we hope we we're looking maybe in a few days, maybe wow. within a few days. We was um I was speaking to Carl. We was just in the kitchen. Um, just a couple of days ago, just literally just chinwagging and talking shit about um, uh, Prince Andrew and this, that, yeah, then I made some notes on the back of the conversation. I said, you know what? I think we should do like an hour-long podcast or something, and we should just do the first one of Lipstick on a Pig with you. So, um, yeah, we're just going to have a little bump around on there. We are. We're going to get it in. Now, do you plan on – it's going to be video, right? Yeah. Like stream, stream on type thing? Yeah. Now, I don't know if Carl does this, but I sent you a thing uh, because I have a, a tool that when I put in words for keywords for the YouTube videos to get traffic and all of the SEO stuff, I put in your name and all these famous comedians started coming up associated with your name. Now, that doesn't happen uh, yeah. with everybody else. Uh, why, why do you think that is? <laughs> it's... I, I, that's fucking bizarre. No idea. Maybe I just Google search a lot of fucking people randomly. I, that's fucking I, odd. That's strange. I, yeah, no, it's very strange. Like some people, I will get like really weird shit, uh, and 
bestiality. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, and and it startles me because I'm going through the keywords, and all of a sudden YouTube recommends like so so and so and, and butt yeah. plugs, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> what do I need to find out about this person that my research yeah, didn't yeah. show? <laughs> yeah, but that's how you discover that Joe Rogan was my dad, wasn't it? On yeah. the lap thing you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, it was something about Rogan, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's like Rogan because you screenshot or you send it over. You said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, what about drinking piss? You down with it? Um, yeah, I'll give it a go if I have to. You know, it's um, <laughs> if it's gonna protect me from the vid. Uh, well, I don't know if it is. Uh, this is this is the thing. I mean, they're so Who's uh, piss. Are they drinking? Are they drinking their own piss? Yeah, I I believe Inman drank Andy's piss at, at, at Panamint one year. I'm, and I'm, the way I heard the story related, <laughs> uh, Paul Provenza was uh, was saying he was going to drink the piss. Now, I don't think Paul was really going to drink the piss, but he, yeah. was, kind of, he was just kind of egging in, Inman on to get into a challenge to see, and Inman grabbed it and kind of chugged it down. <laughs> Holy fuck. Nice. Well... <laughs> What a fucking guy. And, and, and he pr- pronounced himself king of the party. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, I think the guy who peed in the cup, and I think it was Andy, uh, oh, he's the king of the party because you're drinking his piss. I think that's the way it works. The king is the guy who pissed. Not the pissed, guy who yeah. Didn't Andy, um, he actually pissed in someone's drink on the uh, the Unbuckables, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the scenes in the, in the van, he just literally whipped it out and just took a piss in someone's fucking... <laughs> Big gulp drink or whatever the fuck it was. No, that group of, of people is definitely piss oriented. Uh, and, and I think in Sam Stanhope's latest book, uh, this uh, thing where he pissed on Andy. <laughs> yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 piss centric. <laughs> yeah, they love it. Even Andy Andrews got a bit about it as well, haven't he? You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. George Bush. Um. You know. You don't know what the real America is. You know. I went to a party and three guys pissed in my face. That's the real America. <laughs> That's the America <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not down with piss. And uh, no, I, I'm not down with getting pissed on or pissing on anyone. Though I have got a piss story. This is true. My my brother did piss in my mouth when we were kids. Oh. I was yeah, I was um we were like very young. I was in the bath and I had a, a walkman on and I had I was chewing chewing gum. I was lying down in the bath, kind of like how I was on your podcast last week. Yeah. <laughs> I had my uh headphones on with my walkman playing, I was chewing chewing gum, I was relaxing, and then I just felt this warm fluid in, in my mouth and splashing on my face. And with my brother standing by the bottom of the bath on the taps, just pissing in my mouth. Did so, did you um, allow him to continue living after that, or did you be, end his life immediately? It'd be rude not to, Carl. Uh, it'd be rude not to, dog, wouldn't it? You know, I, I, you got to let a man finish. You know, oh, okay. got to let a man finish. But um, <laughs> I did ask him to stop looking at me in the eye. <laughs> Don't look at me in the eye. Older brother. My he's my younger brother. He's bigger than me, but he's oh, my younger brother. Fucking yeah. kill my younger brother. <laughs> I yeah, don't have a younger brother, but I. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a respect order here where. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm laughing now, but at the time, I think I was fucking bawling my eyes out like a little bitch. It was, yeah. It was fucking horrendous, but I think from that moment, that's probably why I'm not really a piss guy. You know, bad memories. I don't. I don't think that is required to not be a piss guy. I think my, at least my generation was not 
into piss, not into ass eating. I know your generation now is ass eaters. And I, I'm yeah. not saying that to insult you. I'm just saying I don't get the obsession with the sexual desire to eat ass. Well, you've got to try these things at least once, you know. Um, everyone needs a bit of fiber in their diet, so I'm an advocate of that, so I'll give it a go. Um, it's not something that I'm heavy on. Um, can't <laughs> say I've not, not tried it. Um, I've not done it recently. Um, <laughs> maybe it's something once you try once, you know, you do not go back, you know. No, I think I will be uh, content with leaving this life, having said that's one thing on my bucket list that I just didn't get to do. Never chewed ass. It's not on my bucket list. I've I've kind of crossed it off the bucket list before I even put it on there. But yeah. my my older brother uh, called me. I guess he he was looking at some porn or something, and uh, discovered something that goes even beyond that. It's the uh, anal cream pie. Oh eating, shit! Yeah, eating. Yeah, <laughs> felching. Yeah, it's um. Where the fuck do we go from here? That's the question. So, I, I mean, is there any place left to go for the next generation now if, if we've gone that far? No, I mean, um, there's, there's something else. I haven't seen this, but I've heard of this. It's probably kind of like the um, the uh, uh, no one call for the donkey. You know, is it real? Is it not real? There's, there's, um, there's a video or videos of a man being stamped on with a woman with high heels through his... Oh Jeez, yeah, dick. You know, yeah. I I don't I don't think that's that new. I I think yeah, uh, I don't think that's, that's not a new one at all. But I think it's worse than uh, anal cream pie felching, or it's oh, like pain. Ah. Yeah, I, I've never understood yeah. pain, but some people definitely think pain is a um, a sexual turn on, and I, I could understand like you know spankings and stuff like that yeah mild pain but when you talk about extreme pain like a, a high heel to a, a, a nutsack oh it's a different fucking level it's a different league mom but um who are we to judge who are we to judge you know even ted bundy had his kinks uh christina's saying she had a boyfriend years ago into that into what the high heel uh, uh <laughs> high heels to the nutsack what Ah oh, man, he. Uh, this was like a high heel through the um through the tip of the dick. Also, handles with sandpaper. What do you mean? Uh, like I'm getting wiped to... off of sandpaper or some shit. Like, oh, oh, imagine that. <laughs> I had a I had a girlfriend not too long ago. I mean, probably about five years before I met my wife, who was into uh, fucking burning me with fucking stuff, and uh, that would I, I just was not into that at all it's like that that ended the relationship pretty quick but she was definitely into she would take out the candles and start pouring hot wax on me but then take the flame to my nipples and stuff and she, I, the minute she even looked at my dick that was when the relationship oh. <laughs> look at my dick with fire in your hands i'm out <laughs> it's not working out sweetheart cash me in out. i gotta go <laughs> yeah get me the fuck out of your pig wow no so kinks and uh, uh, I, we only got a couple minutes here left, but uh, the balloon stuff. The, I was talking about the balloons. Are you familiar with the balloon, the lunars? The balloons. No, um, um, Craig's always putting pictures up of balloons. Is that, is that what you're referring to? No, <laughs> no. People who oh. have, they spontaneously have orgasms when a balloon pops. Oh, so, okay. So uh, air balloons, but and then okay. they have parties where they they get together and just pop balloons and and the sound of or, or the feeling of a balloon popping is what makes them come. Holy and so shit. 
there, there are communities of these people and the way they reach out to each other, you'll be driving down the road and see a balloon hanging on their antenna on their car. Now, I don't even think cars necessarily even have antennas on. I don't see that that much anymore. Mm -hmm. But this is how they supposedly communicate. They, they'll hang a, 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 a balloon like a, uh, on, on an object to let you know a lunar lives here and we're having uh, balloon cum parties. Jesus fucking Christ. Male, female, just rock up and just pop balloons in a way you right. go. Uh, yeah. That's fucking uh, insane. Yeah. And the, the sound of the balloon popping is what makes them come. Now, I, mm. That's a, a cheap yeah, cheap way to get off. I it's mean, cheap it's cake. cheaper than going to a hooker, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be some balloons. If so you can make that happen, I think I would do it. Yeah, so if they watch um, the film It... While a clown is devouring a child and the balloon pops, the red balloon, <laughs> they're just in the cinema. Oh. And what happens, say, like you get at a party and somebody starts popping balloons like crazy. You're fucking coming like, oh. You're going to fucking come anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. Spontaneous coming all over the wall. <laughs> this is a child's party. I know. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Well, I'm going to go get ready for the uh, 1 o'clock show. I'm having a, a show get, get, on positive body image. Uh, before oh. I let you go, is that a woman thing in your your mind, or, or do men have issues with positive body image as well? I, I should imagine men do as well, because uh, men now are just as fucking, you know, um, concerned about their looks as a lot of women that I know. So it's probably both. Uh, majority women, I say, but I know there are definitely men with severe complexes about the way they look and it's a bit it's it's obsessive it's no need for it really it's in your part-time job as a porn star do you ever get yeah. insecure Com no i don't get insecure because i just take a lot of drugs before i go on set and i just uh, do my thing i'm like cool. that porn star who died of aids what's his name i can't remember johnny holmes yes that's the one yeah <laughs> get hard <laughs> pop her in and go yeah, John Holmes. Yeah, and uh, you know what? What? A, but they could, you know, AIDS seems to be a thing of the past, but COVID is going to be here forever. COVID's going to be here forever in a day. I think we have to get used to it. I think we definitely have to get used to it. Just hanging around. I don't think it's going away anywhere. And I know what Carl Mann is saying right now. Carl's going fake. What is he? Carl is going fake, fake virus. Is it fake? No, he doesn't think it's fake. Really, he just says fake every time I mention COVID. Oh, well, because I will uh, I think send him. He's got, a, he's got a guts full of the fucking thing, which I we all have, really. I will send him a jar of Joe Rogan's piss to get rid of it because uh, <laughs> that's the kind of friend I am. Yeah. Are you a cigar smoker at all? Do you like cigars? Me? Um, yeah, I haven't smoked a cigar for a while. I prefer smoking roll-ups, but um, yeah, I, I do smoke cigars once uh, in a blue moon. All right. Oh, I have a guy, a publicist, who wants to send samples of Cuban, finds the Cuban, Cuban cigars to anybody, any of my friends who want them. So Fuck yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Me and Carl will smoke them on the on the live podcast together when we meet in person. I hope we get them, uh, oh, in, the live one in, yeah, in person, yeah, because I would hope we could get them for the marathon next week. I'd even smoke one. That'd be a good show. That's yeah, a week away. It, it's coming up really quick, and I, I'm really worried about how it's going to go. <laughs> oh, fuck it. We're going to be absolutely fine. Yo, you concentrate on getting us those cigars, dog, and we'll sort everything out between us. We'll be fine. Cool, man. Well, we'll have a, uh, a powwow before then. We'll figure out uh, yeah. who's going to take what hours and all that stuff. Yeah, we'll have a get-together soon, all right? Cool. Thanks for stopping in and, and passing the last half hour with me. Thanks. I really appreciate Peace it. Love, man. dog. Take it easy. Right. Speak soon.
Say bye. Jamie Dykes, Lipstick on a Pig podcast. Ready to get launched very soon. In the near future, we'll let you know when that happens. Thanks for stopping by for this morning. Uh, I'll be with you again tomorrow. And then Thursday, Carl will be with me. Tomorrow evening, Liberty DeVito from the Billy Joel Band will be with me. And Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, the fabulous and lovely uh, Carl Mann from the Last Rights podcast, also uh, known as The Man Show, will be with me. So until then, till whenever, come on back. Mornings with the dog, coffee with the dog, whatever you want to call it. Get yourself some good Koa coffee. Koa coffee. And uh, until then, I'm Matt Neville for Coffee with the Dog. See you in a couple of hours if you're so inclined to learn about positive body image stuff. If not, maybe we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Bye.
listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.